Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Deep Dive with Derek. Today on the show, we have with us our returning guest, Andrew Gobby. If you listen to the original podcast, I think it's episode four, What's Your Hobby, Gobby? Not Gobi, Gobby. You will have gotten to know this humble and generous fellow. When we last left Gobby, he was talking to us about throat singing, woodworking, and dating. And now he's embarked on a new adventure in his life. New opportunities and new challenges lie ahead for him. As you'll see, he's moving into a new house and may participate in starting up a new game store in saint julie As you know, I always start each podcast with a health and safety minute. This week, I decided to pass the puck and let Gobby share a health and safety minute with us. I put him on the spot. He didn't have any time to reflect beforehand, so bravo to you to stepping up to the plate. And uh, after that, we'll jump right into the podcast. Have you ever had a near miss, a close call, or an actual accident when working with wood or anything like that? I've been pretty fortunate, and I'm stupid safe with stuff like that. But I do know people. Um, so I used to work in the meat department at Costco, and I know a few guys that have had some accidents there. And you know what? Safety there is very similar to working in a woodworking shop. Um, but so uh, there, there's, hmm, yeah, just I'll always be more than cautious when working with heavy machinery and equipment that's for sure because definitely are, are you tra- are you typically trained on stuff like that though like uh there has to be a pretty pretty rigorous training right before using a machine like that no i maybe, wish maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah no no it, it's not it's not necessarily rigorous training it's follow the instructions on the machines but so yeah. as much as you, you can follow instructions and stuff, so in the meat department, um, when you're a butcher, you have a, a like a chainmail glove, right? Okay. And the there was this machine there that would have had was like giant needles, right? And it would kind of poke through um, big pieces of, of meat, usually beef. It didn't do it to yeah, just beef. And it's to help tenderize and make it easier to cut. Hmm. Now, um, one of the, the, the butchers that was there, his chainmail glove got cut in the uh, conveyor belt. And uh, oh, wow. he unfortunately tenderized his hand. Shit. Yeah. Through the glove. Was there? Oh, my. Uh, yeah. Did it happen really fast? It wasn't the kind of thing where his hand was in the conveyor belt for like 10 seconds and he wasn't able to get it out. It must have been like really fast, right? Because conveyor belts typically have like a, a, a pull cord, like an emergency e-stop cord on them, right? So, yes, but he was on one side of the machine and the yeah. button was on the other. That's why you need a pull cord, not just a button. You have to have a pull cord all along a conveyor belt for an e-stop. Yeah. It's safety 101. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy stuff like that. That it's, and the worst is he was super cautious around the machines. It's just it grabbed his glove, and yep. that's it. 
That, that's part of the problem sometimes too, and I'm not blaming uh, for for this case, whatever. I don't know this, the the details of it, so I don't want to point fingers. But you know, we all have to be careful about you know our own safety and also be you know interdependent and and be careful about the other people around us too. Safety yeah. is looking out for yourself and everybody else. But at the same time, as an employee, when there's a standard operating procedure, uh, you, you you somewhat trust that your your company did its due diligence to be able to protect you as well, right? You always hope so. so. And in that case, sure. but that's the thing. You, you see, you, you not everybody is born and raised in a health and safety type of environment, right? Like you might be a somewhat cautious person, but you may not think about the fact that, oh, there's a, there's a push button over there. What if my hand gets stuck over here, right? So you kind of, you figure, sometimes we kind of figure things are safe. Do you know what I mean? Because of task ending of, it's just, it's how it works. So we all take risks, right? We all bowl down cars, like driving at a hundred uh, kilometers an hour down, down the highway. We all take risks with things in our life that nothing usually would go wrong, but it can go wrong. And we don't exactly. think about that, like just day-to-day stuff. Like uh, I, I'll give a little example too. Um, I've been on like, you know, I've been on sites. I've been, you know, uh, in a co-op and for, for work and everything. I've either been at construction sites or I've been at like operating plants and whatnot. When you're there, you're very careful, right? Like, you're walking, you see this gigantic mining truck or like forklift coming at you. You kind of like, it's kind of natural to stand back, step out make of sure the way. make eye contact, <laughs> make sure it's safe, step out of the way, respect, you know. But a similar thing happened to me when I was walking through the Eden Center last year. I was just going through, going to work. And there was construction. But let me be honest, the Eden Center was under construction for like two years or something. It's just been going on forever. So at a certain point, you don't think of it as being a construction site. It's the Eden Center, and there's, you know, inconvenient construction and whatever that happens to be going on. So when I walked through a passageway that I was allowed to walk through, a piece of, like, um, uh, metal soot or debris fell onto my shoulder from, like, three stories up and hit me. And my head. If it would have been my head, it would have been, like, a lot. I I don't think it would have killed me either way. But that a little piece hit me, and then a big clump fell two feet away from me. So that just makes you think like, you know, just because it's our everyday life, just because it's like the street you walk down every day, if there's construction taking place on it, we have to, you know, be careful around it, you know. For sure. Yeah. That was interesting, Gobby. We kind of just kind of recorded two health and safety minutes there if you kind of uh, cut them up in two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, add Two for one. Out. You don't Maybe need to do we'll it next time. <laughs> Exactly. Or you know what? People will get a bonus two for one this time. Hey, hey, it's a when you when uh when you talk with Gobby, he goes above and beyond. You get two stories. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. Thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate it. Anytime, man. Now prepare yourself for a deep dive with Derek. <laughs> what kind of beans do you put in your coffee? Well, I, I got so Lavazza, the you know Italian, and then my roommate uh, Phil. He usually gets Folgers, just because get a lot. So I'm like, ah, well, what I'll do is I'll just do half and half, and then it tastes better than Folgers, and it's uh, it's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing with um, I don't know if you know, but uh, we went to the cabin. I bought like a President's Choice, like uh, it was. It was President's Choice, but it was supposed to be good. It was like a dark, rich chocolate bean. Um, 
I bought it to try it out and was not exactly my cup of tea. You know what I mean? A little bit too bitter for me. And uh, I ended up just putting like three times as much coffee in every single serving of coffee that I would have <laughs> just to go through it. You know what I mean? I would crank it up there and have extreme coffee for like a month and then get over it. So, ah, that's, that's good, man. What's, what's your favorite coffee? Do you ever get more like custom beans or anything like that? Or just typically stick to the, the store brand? So I usually like the uh, dark roasts pretty good. Okay. And uh, so, but the thing is I like dark roast, but I don't have to put quite as much dark roast in the coffee. So I, cause I don't like it too bitter either. I didn't then, know uh, this before. Oh, sorry, man. Go ahead. Oh yeah. And then, uh, just, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I like medium roast. The, the one I, my, my least favorite is light roast. But it, I'll, I'll drink almost almost any coffee. Nice. But cold coffee, preferably. Cold coffee, preferably. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't do so well with hot drinks in general. So even tea, like I'll make tea and then I'll put ice in it. <laughs> ice ice tea is good. <laughs> ice tea is amazing as long as you don't add like a pound of sugar. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. It's it, yeah exactly <laughs> awesome man well to tell me i want to hear more about this amazing game uh store that you've been talking about what, what's going on with that oh so um yeah i have this kind of business opportunity that came up and uh i'm gonna help someone open essentially they they have a bunch of like hockey cards memorabilia and things like that and um they were looking at at you know, investing into like board games, card games, things like, you know, magic Pokemon and stuff like that. Pokemon is still a, a thing? More... It's still going on? Uh, it's still popular? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still, it's uh, the, I'd say the the more introductory card game for, for kids type of thing. Mm. But, but I mean, there's still huge tournaments going on all over the world. So. Wow, um, amazing. And yeah, for money. <laughs> man pokemon for money we really yeah. missed out when we were kids man things weren't as uh transactional you know what i mean nowadays it's so easy to try to well not easy but you can actually make money off of video games nowadays and card games and whatever man. exactly the world uh, the world is a tiny place now yeah so, so and the uh the only downside is the store is a little bit more out of the way but in a way it's also a really good thing because there isn't any other store quite out this way. So it'll be in Saint-Julie. So right next to Boucherville. Huh. And, uh, we'll sell, like I said, sports memorabilia. Uh, we'll have games, card games, stuff like that. The owner wants to get like puzzles and things like that as well. Um, but yeah, essentially he's going to take care of more of the sports stuff and then I'll I'll be the uh, kind of game guy and uh, organize tournaments, stuff like that. What are you, what are you thinking though? Are you thinking to make it a place more like uh, like Cerberus Games? Or are you taking a like look more like um, check swing type thing? Uh, well, like, we I, find, I find like to... check check swing doesn't really have many board games, right? They have maybe like twenty. They're probably all in english and then there's other ones that they're 
all in French. So there's always English French thing to take into consideration, but also quantity and I guess availability of games too. Yeah, and the I mean one of the downsides to to getting let's say a French game is right off the bat it's going to be more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So I think well I, some of the suggestions I have is we'll get games that are are, are multilingual right off the bat like. Um, mm. You know stuff like Catan. Um, yeah, the card might be in English or whatever, but like all the resource cards, the building stuff like that, they're mostly in like it's just a picture. It's not necessarily about the the words. Uh, and then there's a few companies that actually focus on making stuff like that. Like uh, Days of Wonder is very good at making games. And just having a bigger rule book, but they don't have to have like seven different languages for the game. One game covers everything. Yeah, I, f- I find rule books almost kind of, I mean, they're useful. Don't get me wrong. I, I always kind of read through them. But especially for a more complicated game, at that point, you almost need to go online and watch a YouTube video or something to know how to play. Otherwise, you're going to be there trying to piece it together for an hour, trying to figure out how you play what cards in what order how it works whereas just watching it play for 15 20 minutes and and you're done right so yeah. have you ever thought about doing that too about doing your own i mean i guess Board if you would game. start up this yeah why not especially if you were to start up a store why not uh, do some board game review do some some podcasting or video casting to kind of show uh, these tournaments or show uh, how to how to play the game or what the pitfalls are of certain things kind of like what car young does for for magic right yeah, um, and well, he he'll have more of like a podcast, and Magic is such a, in a way, a huge game with so many mm. rules. Um, it's you kind of always need an update. Whereas, let's say I'm there, oh, I'll teach Catan. You know, something that <laughs> isn't quite you know 52 pickup either, but because, um, but you know, can go with a, a quick board game i not necessarily review but how to play the game um and some game some i've seen some videos online and you know like the, i always like the ones that are super fast straight to the point um there, there are some that you know do take a bit more time sometimes it might be entertaining but usually when people are trying to learn the game they just want like okay what's give me the five points of the game or whatever uh, i want to play as quickly as possible because i know most of the time, for me, the first game is the learning experience. It's okay. Yep. How can I, how can I play this next time, at a at a quick enough pace to make it worth my while? Because a lot of the time, when you read uh, on a box, let's say, oh yeah, it'll take an hour, two hours, or something like that. Some of them even break it down per player, um, and, that, and that's something that is nice information to have. Per player, do you mean each different type of character you could have kind of thing? Uh, no, per, per player, like, let's say you're playing Risk. At two yeah. people, it should go much quicker than, let's say, four people, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, about half an hour per person that's playing, right? But that's, are, are we talking, we're talking more for the instructional video, right? Because if I understood correctly and... If not, then it sounds interesting anyway. There's how to play and there's strategy, right? 
two completely different things. How, how to play is just, hey, here's a Cole's notes of, uh, you know, the standard operating procedure of the game, you know, with the mechanics and everything. And then there's yeah. the strategy of how am I going to win? If this happens, what should I do? Uh, yeah, okay, you're playing this character. You don't have a lot of equipment that come out in the beginning. Well, how are you going to adapt to beat them? What's a, a trick? What are the kind of cards you should be looking for? Is it better to attack the other person or to be more defensive? Things like that, you know? And in a way, it's that that should come with just experience playing the game. I'd like to focus way more on just, all right, this is the mechanics. This is how you play. And try, in a way, I, I'd like to avoid the strategy part because that can also depend on who you're playing with. Um, someone might always like for seven wonders let's say um, if no one else is going tech or the green cards then and you're the only one getting them chances are you're going to win but what people have to start doing is cutting those green cards from you or you know using them to build wonders stuff like that um, yep in, in in a more effective way I, I, see what you, I see what you mean, but that sounds obvious to you and it sounds obvious to me. I, I just played Seven Wonders Duel, I think, like yesterday or the day before. So it's very, you know, very obvious. You play a lot of games, but for, for those people who might be listening who are more novice at playing games, maybe younger, maybe they just don't have that kind of aptitude for strategy, but they would like to kind of see somebody else's strategy in action and in play. That could be, a, that could be an interesting be- Hell, even. It would be fun. If we recorded ourselves like a small group of people playing like a you know a three or four person whatever game, and then afterwards we kind of go through it and give like a director's commentary on our strategy. Oh, you see here, Gobby's gonna play that card. Big mistake. You shouldn't have done that. I was waiting for it. You know what I mean? Like kind of like give that strategy of what's going on in your mind as you're playing. You know, especially as a I would call you an expert board game player. You're very apt at picking up new rules quickly. Uh, you've played a lot of games, different types of games, so that gives you definitely an advantage, and you have insight in that strategy that other people just would love to hear. I'd love to hear it anyway. It's fun to to pick that. I can't wait for you to be be running this store and uh, having some tournaments going on. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, uh, so like tournaments for card games, but I I also I love doing you know board game nights stuff like that. That would be a lot of fun. I'd like to do like something at least once a month. Um, and then there's there's so many possibilities at at this place. Um, we can have like so right now we're renting like half of a floor with the possibility to rent out the other half. Ooh. And if we get that other half and things work, it's we could have like a big kind of tournament playing room type of thing. As yeah. well as a few tables at the front, um, and then also uh, owners going to be looking into maybe being able to to have kind of a food on site, um, like a, a a partial permit for for alcohol maybe. Oh, uh, nice. Like, so it's like oh you know Friday Saturday nights you know you can have a beer as you play a bit like Randolph's let's say downtown. Oh, I've never been. What's what's uh, Randolph's? Oh, so it's it's essentially a board game restaurant bar type of place where you go in. They have like this huge library of board games, uh, and then you can eat food, and then it's kind of like a hangout bar type of place, but with 
a boatload of board games. So you can try stuff there. Um, let's say you're like, oh, I heard really good things about this game. Well, you can go there, try it out, see if you're like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to buy it. And then you can you know, go to the store after and pick it up. And they even do a rotation of their board games. Like they'll, they'll buy a game, um, have it on, on rotation for like a couple months or something. If it starts to get beat up, well, they'll sell that one for like, you know, maybe half price or something. And then they'll buy a new one and they'll have multiple copies of really popular games that they, that they have as well. Okay. That's, that's no, I'm sure you could do the same kind of thing if you had a lot of games at the, at this place. And even, even that room, if you have a room that you can have a lot of people and have all these permits, it's a multifunctional room. It's a room with tables and whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's a room that can be rented, that can be used for whatever purpose you can think of. Uh, and yeah, I would go, I would go a step above my, my dream, my idea, what I'd always love to do would have been to organize a King of Games tournament, kind of a thing where let's say in a certain year over, or, or per, you know, call it a season, right? Cause that's kind of like how, how people like talking about it in terms of like video games and whatever, right? Like season one, yeah. season two, it's like every half a year or every, um, uh, every, you know, season pretty much you would have yeah. uh, different games. So let's say we let's say it was Catan, Dominion, Seven Wonders, uh, Monopoly, and uh, I don't know, uh, Mage Knight or whatever. Those are like the five games that you pick. And people team up against each other. Obviously, it would have to be, every game would have to be like a four or five or six player game just to make the bracket. And you have people do round robins of playing these games. And then you just see who's the, the, the general king of game. These six games, maybe it's new games. Maybe every, maybe every like, six months we get like the top six games of, of of that half a year and say okay these are the six big games of the year let's play them let's find out who can just pick up these games the quickest and win in this kind of like tournament style thing it would take a long time take a lot of people but if you have the food and the alcohol and whatever being served there at the same time which is a source of revenue uh i i, th- I think you get especially if you charge people for the tournament too you could make some some interesting money and eventually you know sponsorships whatever it's fun i don't know i, I think that could be a a fun idea. I'd what even, would you do if you had to do a big thing uh, like that? Yeah. If I had to do a big thing like that, and you know what, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, but I, I was there thinking, oh yeah, of uh, even having when a new board game releases, let's say. Um, oh yeah. Having people throw like, let's say it's a five-player game. All right. Well, split the cost in a way five ways. Enter the the game. Whoever wins wins the game. And then we can do like store credit for other people, uh, just so that, like that you know people don't lose out <coughs> on their money. But you know, and then someone walks away with the game, and that could be really cool too. So for let's say a king of games tournament, well, they win yeah. all five games or something like that. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Some something like that could be could be really interesting actually. But even the king of games, I, I would have seen more as being like a buy-in tournament. You know what I mean, like. You pay like 50 bucks or whatever to get into the tournament or I don't, I don't know. And then win a cash prize. I don't know what the legality of that is. If it becomes gambling or, or, or how a tournament would work. But I, I, don't, mean, I don't think we can do cash prizes because that would definitely be in a way along the lines of gambling. Um, really? Well, yeah, because, well, so, some games it's there is a lot of luck, right? So. It. Uh, but if we do something like, oh yeah, store credit uh, for for entering, 
let's say. Yeah. And then, um, so like people don't lose on their money. That to me, that that sucks when you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put fifty bucks in and walk away with absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, I got to try, let's say, five games, but like, okay, yeah, that was fifty bucks. Ooh, that's. But like how, how, how do you how do you make money? But and I completely agree. But how could you make money off of it? And and let's talk even altruistically. How could you make enough money off of it to at least just support it and make it grow, right, as an entity? Uh, by by doing that, right? Because you wouldn't have any buy-ins. And actually, you could probably charge for the tournament anyway. You charge people to come play bowling and whatever, right? You could probably charge for the tournament, and the prize is store credit. Yeah, that would work. You could still charge an yeah. entry fee. Why not? You know? Yeah, but but to to you know make it so that people don't feel like they're losing. It's when you enter the tournament, you get that much money store credit. So let's I say it's twenty five dollars. Yeah. It's oh, I, I I'm essentially buying in, but I'm not losing any money no matter what. Yeah, yeah, um, something along those lines. Yep, 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 yep. And then hey, yeah, that, that twenty five dollars. That $25 used towards food, towards drinks, whatever, during that day. Or at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I played that game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, maybe I'll pick up a coffee. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I'll use that money towards it. And so the, the the King of Games tournament won't be necessarily to, to, to make money off the tournament, but to get people interested, get people playing. Yeah. And then... Hey. I, I, either way, man, I, I, I just want to, I think it's just really cool to have the tournament be going on, to be part of it. I'd love to help. I'd love to play in it, but I think it's even more fun to be part of the, the organizing team to try to make it something. Do you know what I mean? Because, man, that I like your launch party thing even more than King of Games, man. That's a great thing to be part of. You have everybody in the room. You get a big group of people to come play this game at the beginning when it just, just first comes out. And then, boom, you... You videotape it. You get like people's reactions of it and whatever. You can capture the essence of playing the game at the same time because table to table, you can get different footage. You can get people working on this and, and playing the game, different strategies. You really get like a, a a good feeling to be able to then describe what the game is. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I don't know if you've ever played uh, the video game Overcooked or uh, Moving Out or like one of those couch co-op games, no. but like. They're really, really fun, silly, quick games, party games, essentially, but where everyone's working together. And it's always fun to see that group, let's say, fail a level because, oh, they ran out of time or something like that. And then, like, something clicks. Do so you see someone, like, kind of take the the role of the, the person that's giving orders? So Overcooked is a game where your chef's in a kitchen trying to make as many meals as, as possible. Okay. Um, but there's orders coming in too, so you have to. As soon as an order comes in, you have to be ready and and like go for it, right? It's and and so, it's a couch co-op game. It's and and you you what you pretty much have to both work together and not get in each other's way to to satisfy the orders. Exactly, and then okay. it can go up to four people even. And it like sometimes the kitchens are super small, right? So everyone's getting in each other's way. And you'd think, oh, more people makes it easier, but sometimes that's not the case, depending on the level. So it, it kind of throws in a bit of platforming along with like those, you know, or make make the order and, and send it out as quickly as possible type of things. So it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I play with 
even my my roommate's daughters who are six and nine and uh they they have a blast i i picked up a newer one called moving out where you're just trying to move furniture from a place into the moving truck type of thing uh but um anything that isn't uh essential to the move like you could break it you can throw it you can do whatever you want with it nice so it's just super silly very fun How do we get on the subject of overcooked? I think you were making a point with it. Oh, just, just um, like getting the reaction of people in games. So overcooked. Okay. Yeah. You, you, at the beginning, people can be very quiet, but then when things start going wrong, you you, you start seeing people um, like, oh, okay, you handle the the deep fryers and chopping the onions. You uh, like you get someone that gives starts to give orders or something like that, and you know. It's the the internal group dynamic that that advances the game. Okay, yeah, uh, okay. I, I I see the allure in that. It's kind of like an D and D type thing where you have the group dynamic. You have to kind of get over just to play the game. You have one person who just wants to go around stabbing everybody. Somebody else who just wants to be a necromancer level ninety nine at the beginning, and somebody else who just wants to have some fun, have a couple of beers, and do whatever you know. So you get like a weird concoction of personalities around the table and things just go wrong ah it's uh that's that's definitely a fun aspect of games right when you get more of the humanistic aspect instead of just getting the trying to beat the game aspect you know exactly you feel more like you're interacting with somebody and then what's fun is because all the rounds are so fast it's okay we didn't get it this time how can we get it next time and then people like talk strategy and you're like okay in 10 minutes i got people going from you know losing the, the the round let's say then they talk strategy figure something out oh, okay let's try it go again hey we just made it all right now we want three stars though so let's refine that strategy that process that that sounds a good team building kind of activities you know yeah and with with you having that half half the other floor that's the other thing you could do ever think about putting up one of those make your own kind of room or you could have vr half half a floor you could have like a little vr center there as well or something going on like the the world's a limit right there with uh with games right yeah well and, and then the other thing too is all right well if, if there are let's say tournaments of games and stuff like that well we'll need more tables uh especially with you know social dis- distancing and stuff like that nowadays too yep. it'll be like okay well a table that could have fit eight people now might fit four you know so it's we we have to take advantage of of the space as much as possible yeah and i think at least um because you're saying that now and let's say you get it set up in i don't know how long a month two months six months whenever that actually concretes like you get the other half well where are we going to be are we going to be back into a, a peak where things shut down or is it going to be like this? Are we going to open back up and you can have more people and the, the distancing is going to reduce? So I guess you have to kind of plan for all cases, right? What if, what do we do if this happens, if that happens and, and have at least a plan, at least a basic plan, but that's, that's what everybody should kind of have, right? Is a, you know, uh, as a company have a plan of, you know, if shit hits the fan, what are we going to do? Just like if I asked you, Gobby, if all of a sudden, let's say a solar flare went out right now, right now, boom, 
we're, we're we're talking to each other. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, Gobby's not there. Derek's not there. What's going on? The power's out. Everything's going crazy. There's a solar flare, and there's no more grid. Like, what what do you do? Do you have a plan? I'm gonna go in my pool. <laughs> Just stay there, stay in your pool, and be like, food's, food's no, well, gonna come yeah, to I'm me. Just... I'll, I'll... <laughs> No, no, like yeah, I got food. I got a got a freezer right now, so it's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll plan that. But you know, take yeah. a moment, think about it, go in the pool. <laughs> Just so yeah, I like that. Like one minute at a time, eight minutes at a time. Step one, well, let's go in the pool and uh, no, but I mean, I think that's one thing that COVID nineteen taught me anyway is that it, it is important to be a little bit more prepared. And of course, I give you an extreme example of the solar flare because I don't want to try to give a realistic example because it often gets dark when you try to do that. But if, you know, if shit really hit the fan, you know, do you at least have like maybe a couple of days or a week's worth of water or something on hand? You know what I mean? Or something with which you can just filter water or, you know what I mean? Like one of those lake drinkers. for, For the cost of like 15, 20 bucks, sometimes you can be a little bit more secure with what happens. What do you do? having a backup power, having whatever, you know, the middle the middle of winter last time we lost power. And I'm telling you, my fireplace did not keep this place heated at all, at all. If we had to stay here a few more days like that, I would have started thinking about maybe going to a hotel room or crashing somewhere else or something, right? It, it, it can get that bad. Yeah. So just small things like that of being prepared, I think is an important part of, of anything like a company needs to do. But anyway... Ah, well, I hate all this. Well, I, I know I do. I do have a fire pit. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like outside. Yeah. Nice. Hey, you can always bring that. At worst, you could bring it inside in the winter time and uh, <laughs> have fans blowing the smoke away or something. But uh, it's more winter. <laughs> that that's tough here. We have to deal with the reality of pretty much six months of winter in 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 Canada and Quebec, right? So. It's more the wintertime thing of, you know, what do you do? Are you prepared? Like now I have a, I, I just bought, I went on a camping trip to Trombla there. So I, I bought an emergency like um, sleeping bag for two people type thing, you know, just like a cover to keep you warm in case something oh, okay. happens. Like a couple of winters ago, even here on the, on the, not, I think it was on the carrier or on the 13 or both. There's like a major accident and people couldn't leave and they had to sleep in their cars overnight. So wow. if, that, if that happens to happen to you, what do you do? you're in like a foot of snow, you can't go anywhere, you're stuck on the highway, well, you're going to get cold, your your gas is going to run out, you know? So, uh, I don't know, just being prepared is, is usually pretty good. Be a pretty prepared yeah. guy in general. No, were you were in the Boy Scouts when you were younger? Am I mistaken? No, I, I was in the Boy Scouts and Cubs and all that uh, when I was younger. So, like camping, stuff like that, I never really, uh, I I enjoy it. It's you know, all right, what can I, how can I go out into the wilderness with as little as possible and survive for, I don't know, two days, three days, a week, uh, see, see what I can do to, but then also, you know, I, I, I like nature, I like just going and hanging out, go for like a canoe camping trip, uh, haven't done that in a while, something I'd like to go out and do again soon hopefully maybe next year um when yeah. not everything is closed <laughs> well quite a quite quite a bit of stuff is open though you can like i just went to tromblin you can go to tromblin stay at the uh, camping de grand pain 
rent uh, rent a canoe for four hours and uh, and do it. It's pretty uh, it's pretty well run, pretty safe. Uh, you know, a lot of good like restrictions on on masks and everything in, in common areas when going inside of buildings, and you're really oh. not around people that much either. You know, I was gonna say when I mean the the canoe camping, it's you know going to a, a safe pack park or reserve, and like there is no buildings. You bring a tent. Oh, but they have, they they have they, they well I mean I I I I stayed in a tent too right but they have yeah. like a common shower building and whatever and unfortunately a lot of the setbacks even their rustic camping just happens to be like you have to walk an extra ten minutes to get to the shower so you oh. can get to the shower if you walk you know it's not like a portage type thing you're not picking up a canoe and really like like those are the interesting ones right I think there's one at Plaisance or somewhere near Ontario in Quebec where you can actually take a canoe and like go to the island, right? So you have to show up with all your stuff, get in the boat, and then canoe out to your campsite. And you're yeah, really yeah. like isolated. That, that, yeah. That's what I want to do. I, again, I, I did that. Um, one of my favorite parks, I've gone like twice and seen barely any of it and just been, you know, canoeing, setting up the tent and then camping. It's, it's a, not, it's a, a reserve for nature preserve. Um, so it's the, the there is no buildings, there's no showers. It's you you want to you want to shower, jump in the lake. Like <laughs> why not though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're camping. Why? Uh... Oh. Exactly, and uh, that that's what I I want to do again soon, and that's why it's okay. Usually, yeah, I need to prepare and stuff, and with my move and this store opening, it's probably not going to happen this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like maybe next year. Oh, you know what though priorities right and uh you know work hard at this and then afterwards you can treat yourself by a nice uh toiletless showerless trip in the middle of nowhere <laughs> exactly yeah it does make you appreciate things when you get back it really does it makes you see see uh you know all the the luxuries we have here for what they are luxuries right exactly really yeah and then you're like yeah I don't need anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anything, but you know, like at that point you realize that you're not getting things because you need them. You're getting things because you want them. You have this kind of will to will to power, so to speak, will to, to, to exist, this want to see things, explore things, learn, build, create, right? Like we're, 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 we're tool builders and we're tool users. We're creators. That's what a human being is, right? We aspire and, to something more than just being an animal. Otherwise, we would just stay as we were, right? Exactly. And yeah, we need to build more walking sticks. <laughs> Dude, I looked. I, I I I took a picture of like a tree. I was ready to like pick up and put in my car for you. I was like looking around for like a good um like went on some like uh like non private uh, whatever some good uh, hiking trails. And I was looking for one of those like uh, branches for you, the birch branch you wanted, right? And there was not yeah. like one single unrodden birch branch in the entire forest, man. It's, they're all they're everything that falls is rotten. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I tree for you in my backyard or something and like <laughs> and cut it down well, no you don't because, uh, you, you don't want to cut down a perfectly good tree you want to find you, you want it to be an experience and find it and be like oh this is a really good one like mm. it's a treasure right you, you don't go cutting 
green trees that are that are growing and stuff like that it's it's not good the same thing if you were looking for firewood you want stuff that's dried out more that you can you know work a little better well two two points on that i i agree with you about the idea of not just i wouldn't go into a forest and just like find a healthy tree and start hacking it apart uh for sure for sure but even if even if I did find a good branch and gave it to you, it wouldn't be the same as you finding it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a gift, I think it's less important. As a self-discovery, you can say, oh, I went on that trip. I was there. I found it. If I were to just give you a gift now and say, hey, Gobby, I found this, like, birch branch uh, I, on a hike, <laughs> it'd be nice, right? But if I, yeah. also, if I also went and took, like, a tree that wouldn't otherwise have existed, right? If I go and, like, take a birch sapling that's going to die in like in the forest because it can't grow because there's too much coverage and i plant it in my backyard i nurture it for five years and make it a big strong tree and i cut off a branch to give to you i think that's i think that's a pretty cool gift too i mean that tree still exists i cut off one branch and it wouldn't have otherwise been a tree it would have been i guess fodder for other trees and stuff in the forest right yeah you can kind of get what i mean it's it's i don't know i i I get the idea of like the, the the ethical dilemma of like it's not good for a tree to go into a forest and, and hack it or hack it around, but I well, don't know. the other maybe, thing maybe... too is you can groom a tree too. It's you know the branches that are at the bottom, they're gonna they can actually take away from the tree. You have to take care of it too. Ooh, you're right. So, so if I, yeah, they often have like a sucker too. If you kind of cut off the sucker after it grows big enough, right? That kind of like sucker branch on the side, then mm -hmm. you could use that as a as a stick too. Yeah. Can you even get, can you just, where can you buy a birch tree? I've never seen a birch tree for sale. Can you even get one? I, I don't see why not. Like how big of a backyard do you have there in Varen? Um, well, not, not, not huge. Maybe about as big as, as your backyard, but. Not. Oh, okay. Um, although we do have a really nice pear tree that is bearing fruit and is insane. Um, we have a ton of uh, raspberry bushes as well. Like, can just go outside if you're if you want a snack and just pick some berries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's a lot more developed than I'm giving it credit for. I'm picturing really like out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have one house and there's nothing else around it for like, you know, 200 meters type thing. But I guess oh, no, it's no, just no. like, like it's, no. it, it's like Brassard, yeah. Um, the section that I'm in for sure. I mean. There is a section in Varen that is, you know, farmland. Um, so, yeah, the house is every kilometer or so. But, yeah, we're in a, a pretty developed residential area. Hmm. That's cool. I, I guess I, I've never really been to Varen except for to drive through to go to Sorel. But, uh, no, I'll, I'll get to see it when I come visit you uh, sometime soon. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we're talking before, before I forget uh, about camping, being outdoors and games and escape rooms and whatnot. Uh, what, what do you think about like an outdoor board game? Uh, in the sense of, Andrew was bringing up the idea of, hey, why don't we all get together in like a field or a forest somewhere or a small hiking trail and we just play D&D &D, like in person? Do you know what I mean? Like, like we walk through the forest. Hey guys, where do you want to go? And you map it out first. And we're like, okay, we're gonna go up this hill over here. Ah, you just found three orcs that you have to fight. And then we kind of like we're there and we roll the dice in person. We're walking around. Do you know what I mean? 
like like that uh, we thought about that uh, for me like i don't really see the appeal that much it could be fun but if you could actually build that into something like a board game you could physically interact with that could be well, very with, fun i was going to say with augmented reality think pokemon go um it is definitely something that that is out there uh there's also you know live action role play larping that yeah, LARPing, people yeah, yeah. And then you actually have a sword fight, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it is a lot but, of but, fun. But. <laughs> but like, imagine like Catan, where you had a field and you just had like ten sheep, and you just had to go, you know, pick up a sheep and bring it back to your bring it back to your place. No, but um, but you could have something like that. You know what I mean? Like a board game that you actually walk around and things happen, and you have to like pick things up and do things, you know, to to accomplish tasks. I don't know. Like I see more and more an appeal of, of of I like board games, but I also like to be able to like merge that with like an activity too. Do you know what I mean? To be a little bit more active with it. I don't know. It could be fun. We should try it at some point the uh, the D and D if ever if ever we do that again. Yeah. No. And like uh, I I would definitely as a dungeon master be like, all right. Well, how do I apply it? To make it because uh, I want to make it fun for you guys as well, right? So it's like, all right, yeah, let's say three orcs or something, then you know, all right, do I have to act out all the orcs? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I'll be. I'll be quite honest. I I'm really losing my steam for 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 D and D. Um, I, I I have to give it a chance though. I have to actually wait until we can get further into the game so I can really see what it becomes, because it's like. Just playing the beginning part of it again is kind of like okay, you know. But uh, I, I think we have to, to be a lot more severe of a dungeon master, Gobby. You have to set the rules, put your foot down. You know what I mean? Well, you know, a seven people in a group, first time playing for a lot of people. It's mm. sorry, it's got to be an introduction and got to make sure everyone kind of understands their characters. Um, and then also, I don't want to take away anything from anyone either. So it's, uh, yeah, in a way, it's a balancing act. Yeah, def- de- de- I, I, I agree. I, I, know, I know it can't be easy. It has to be a balancing act. But for example, like the turn times, right? Like set the time of this many seconds or whatever to decide what to do and kind of move along. And even if you have to like give like a, a little hint, like, hey, guys, by the way, like... You're completely going in the wrong direction or whatever i think i think that could work too right because at the certain at the other time as well like you said seven people trying to understand the game for the first time and unfortunately you only really get in a, uh, a feeling for the game if you're actually really playing the game yeah yeah i don't know i just uh i don't know we'll have to I, a little hint here or there could uh, could help as well that's all i'm saying to yeah get it going a little bit faster yeah Yeah, and uh it's uh, after that that first game i was i'm like okay i i have ideas for for the next time as well because i'm like okay well there's there let's say you're like oh yeah let's follow this trail there and i'm like okay what like you're just going that way like trying to Okay, let me let me put it this way. Let's talk generic, like uh, 
Mr. King of Games, I'll call you King of Games because I mean you're going to start the tournament and everything, so you're obviously the the reigning king that will be dethroned in season one. <laughs> but okay. um, in D in D D, what what would your advice be for beginning people who are trying to play the game, who might find it a bit slow going at first? What are tips or things not to do or things you could do to kind of help yourself get more immersed in the game as a first time player? Um, uh, in a way, understand your your character's motivations and stuff like that. But again, it's when we when we did that in our first play group play playthrough, um, people were building their characters. So, in a way, I have to oh, give yeah. a bit more leeway as well because they might not even know exactly what they want to do with them yet. Um, so that's where I'm like, oh, second one would have been much better, and unfortunately, uh. We planned it for what the weekend right after you know the lockdown. <laughs> but we did we did two right. We we're waiting for number three. The first one the first one was just setting up the characters, and then I don't even think we played the first time. Yeah, and then the second time we played, we kind of kept setting up the characters at the same time. We only played. We only play. got the other once. It was all the creating characters, and then we did the. Uh, you guys found the orc encampment. And then that was it. Because the second time you'd watched, you showed us a video. Remember, we all and watched a video back, about that guy talking about all oh, you have to. That was all the same session. Do you want to make a bet? Sure. All right. What's the bet? Uh, small little bottle of whiskey. Uh, what, what do you want? Uh, what do you want to do? A drink? Uh, what? Uh, food? Oh, uh, Dinner out. So I have, a, I have a, um, like you know those kind of. You ever have crystal skull vodka? Nope. So it's in a crystal skull. Uh, I have a okay. small bottle here. I will put that up for bet. It's a. I'm trying to see if it has how many milliliters. Fifty milliliters vodka. All right. And what do you want me to put up on my side? I don't have any unopened have... bottles of alcohol. <laughs> But I can I can uh, owe you something. I can owe you something. Like the next time you come here, you know what I mean. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 treat us to like you know Wendy's or whatever or something on me. I don't know good. how much your bottle costs in terms of like. All right, there you go. I, I don't right. know. Check on the. It should be on the SAQ. Like yeah, you'll owe me a burger at Wendy's or something like that. I don't think it was that expensive. I'm I'm I don't really care because I'm 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 fairly sure I'm 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 sure that we got together twice to play. And this okay. is where we're going to figure out that I'm completely wrong and I'm going to have to start taking more Omega-3s and Coenzyme Q10s because I'm losing my memory. Honestly, Gobby, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting old. <laughs> not uh, No, but I'm not even joking. Do you know what I mean? As I'm getting older, I guess maybe maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm getting wiser and I'm understanding that I always used to be arrogant and think I'm always right when I'm not. But I'm starting to see more and more times when I'm called out wrong more than right you know what i mean the trend is starting to go in the, <laughs> the wrong direction <laughs> all right uh, a learning experience then <laughs> yeah. i'll make sure to bring oh. the vodka anyway so we'll have uh, something to oh, go with man. apart from that what, what's new what's new in your life gobby i think last time we're talking about music we're talking about uh dating uh, so what are you anything new on that front have you started to think about like a new song or something oh Sorry, I oh. apparently disconnected, reconnected there. Um, oh. So what did you say? Oh, uh, 
I, I was talking about music and dating. Ah, okay, uh, there's yeah, anything I new about that. that? And at and at the same time, I was kind of curious. Do you have Do you happen to have any of your old music or any recording that you could share with me that I could perhaps use as background music or as intro music or anything like that? Just like already produced music. Produced. I have recordings of. Oh no! Sorry, stuff, sorry, sorry, all... sorry. By produced, like something that you would be okay with me playing on air. I'm sure I could find something. I'd be, again, it's uh, just live recordings, but we can uh, check something out. Yeah, well, I mean, if if you have to edit it a little bit first to, to make it sound, you know, uh, suitable for on air, or it's it's live too. It's it's okay if it's like a live acoustic version too. It doesn't have, you know, I'm not looking for something necessarily professional. Just at the at first, I'd like to find some music, right? And I find the free music out there is terrible. Um, taking a look at some of the more, you know, paid music. But at that point, I'm like, well, you know, if my, my buddy's got some music, I might as well kind of, you know, plug his stuff. It's good stuff too, you know, like, why not? Well, I hope you find it good. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it depends. I, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm not the, we had the whole discussion last time about throat singing and whatever. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of um, like the, the, the metal screeching and, and yelling. Usually for me, that's, that's not my thing. But that doesn't mean especially the more instrumental part of it, especially if you have instrumental stuff. You know what I mean? Even if it's just you like jamming on a bass, playing a cool riff, I'll take it. It doesn't have to be a whole band doing whatever. You know what I mean? Because I, 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 I love your, uh, your, your playing. You play what? The bass and the drums and something else? What, what I mean, do you play? Um, yeah, uh, let's see. We we can definitely go over so many so many so many different even I, I so I know you don't like the, the screamy metal stuff but let's go with like some old school uh, Iron Maiden Sam what are you doing <laughs> so yeah uh, sorry the cat one of the cats she just did like a triple backflip over the stuff blocking my door. She just wants to come say hi and explore my room. Okay, yeah. I thought you meant Sam, the ghost <laughs> that used to live in my basement. <laughs> oh, no. And then also, there's also my friend Sam, who uh, plays Overwatch. <laughs> oh, what? we have to get that going too, man. Yes. You yes, have to. Like Cause, and then she also has like two other friends that we started playing with each other. So we'd be missing like two people. You and Seb. Good. It could be a lot of fun or or whatever yeah definitely I'm, I'm i'm definitely down for that uh and honestly to be quite fair if we only have five people all we have to do is team up go and make one of those like uh, looking for groups and we'll just ask yeah. for one person on mic whatever and we'll be fine Ooh. yeah okay, let's uh let's try to get a, a date down for that man can you can you ask uh what a good what Sam? a good time date would be and i'm gonna try everything i can i can do to, to be free I'm, I'm pretty flexible yeah, and or if you want, we can make it like see if we can make it a a regular thing, like oh, every Wednesday yep. night or something. I I would love that. I also need to know if I have to tank my score <laughs> and then lose yep. a lot of games. I wouldn't. I'd never tank. I'd never tank my score. But like, I you guess, will need to. How, how do I say if, it? Uh, to get us all in? Um, I I know with me, you were able to put one of my scores up a little bit, and I think you. 
was it your tanks that are low? Yeah, but that, to be to be fair, I didn't I didn't I don't want to say I didn't tank. I didn't tank my tanks. I just for some reason, like every time every time I play tank, I I get this team that just goes off healer off healer, and oh. it just goes disastrous, and I get stuck in this loop. I almost feel as if I have to get out of that like uh, low two thousands bracket to be able to, to to be effective. But healing, yeah, healing. I think I'm almost at three thousand for for just pure healing. But I don't even play that anymore. I don't play roll queue. I hate roll queue. For me, it's all about. Um, well, if we do classic, open, open that, I, I think I think uh, my my friends my my friend Sam wouldn't mind. I mean, she just likes yep. playing, and uh, she she's a pretty damn good healer and. Pretty good. At Dude, my 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 number one right now is go Junkrat because I'm it's my best character. If not, I'll go whatever the team might need. But I am not opposed to going with five heal, like five DPS and one heal, especially on attack. Because in my mind, yeah. it's like sometimes it works out and it's fun. Maybe at like you know Grand Master, you can't do that because the other team just knows how to pick you apart. But honestly, a lot of times I've been killing with a team of like five deeps, one one heals. If something that goes wrong and we're not getting enough, heal, enough heals or we need like a shield, I'll switch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, same. then I'll do that. I, I don't, so I'm, as, as I'm long as people switch. switch. Yeah, as long as people mm-hmm. switch, I, I'm, I'm pretty flexible in, in my role as well. Like, I love playing Farah, but I, I don't play damage often at all. But, but see, like, let's say you want to go Farah, but you're also good with McCree and the other team has a Farah. At that point, we might talk and be like, hey, Gobby, can you? Can you go McCree? Or I was playing Lucio, and we're like, "Damn, we really need to get there." Farah, who's good with, uh, you know, an anti-Farah, Derek. Yeah. Go soldier, Gobby. Can you go heels and take over for Derek? Cool. I'll go Zenyatta. Mm-hmm. You go Zenyatta. Exactly. All of a sudden, somebody else was uh, Anna. They switched to uh, Mercy or something to to give us a a main heal. You know. So yeah. As long as we have a couple of people who can switch, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, switch I'm, or swing. It's swing that. players, right? Uh, Usually it's oh, switch. The term. Switch is. Swing is when okay, yeah. You know, swing, goes one swing, way and then swing like, the other. Uh... <laughs> it's, it's you're doing a right hook now instead of a left, right? You're you're swinging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's set that up, please. Uh, contact Sam. I'd, I'd love to love to get that going. Yeah. Oh, we forget what we we're talking about before that. Just get me rambling on uh, on, on on video games, and I'm gone. Uh, so, Derek, we were talking about memory. <laughs> I know, but after memory, I, I... <laughs> I, yeah. But after after that, we're talking about uh, you know, Overwatch and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, buddy, buddy, buddy. You keeping active so, these days? Keeping healthy? Taking your vitamin D, uh, zinc, working out, staying healthy? I don't really take any vitamins. I just you know try to eat well um you know uh, and then oh kind of cool news i i put like i put a deposit down and stuff for an electric vehicle oh so that'll be delivered in february march and how how does it work what what the if you don't mind me asking or sharing live like the money amounts whatever don't but like, what kind of subsidy are you getting for it? Uh, so um, I'm getting a fully electric 
um, vehicle. It's going to yep. be the new uh, Ford Mustang. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they call it the, the Mach-E. It doesn't really look like a traditional Mustang. It actually looks a bit more like a a smaller SUV type of thing. So okay. it's got like a almost a hatchback type of thing. Um, but it looks pretty nice. Uh, and my, my big thing was, you know, I want it to be fully electric, no, no gas. And then I also found out about a, uh, a cool program with the government. Apparently, if you're going to be investing into an electric vehicle, um, you can kind of make it a complete tax deductible thing. For how much of it? For up to the whole thing, up to the whole thing. You're kidding. Like if you buy a if you buy like a forty thousand dollar car, you can put put forty thousand dollars tax free on on your on your taxes. Yeah. Wow, I, I would save like twenty grand on the car. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one way to do it, right? <laughs> that's pretty good. That's that's pretty darn good. And but then also, are, do, it, it lowers your really tax bracket yet, down. Though, right? It lowers what? it. Oh, it lowers it. Well, it doesn't really lower your tax bracket down, right? Like, yeah, it's you take when when it's uh, like the the tax savings like that. It's you take the amount that's there. Like when you, it's almost like throwing it into an RRSP. What happens but is like it reduces. Yep. Yeah. Well, sorry, it reduces your. It reduces your your tax bracket by the amount that you usually put in your RRSP up to a certain limit. With this, I I believe the limit is something like fifty thousand that you can reduce it by. But when you buy an electric a hundred percent electric vehicle, usually in Quebec at least, you get eight thousand dollars off. On top of the tax free savings, like you get both. Yeah, you, you get both. So essentially, the government will give you like an incentive for buying the vehicle of up to $8,000. If it's fully electric, then it's usually that. And then whatever you're paying the rest of, it's, oh, you can throw that towards being tax-free. For Quebec or Canada or both? Uh, so for the tax, or it's not tax-free, it's a um, tax reduction type of thing. For yeah. that, it's uh, across Canada. For the $8,000 incentive, that is Quebec and BC, I believe. Okay. And I think there's another province, they, they're, they're giving something as well, but I don't, I, I know it's not the 8000 it's less. tax brackets the way they work right i don't know the exact numbers but let's just say this like zero to eight thousand or ten thousand is tax free ten thousand to eighteen thousand is like twenty percent twenty to thirty five is twenty five percent thirty five to fifty is thirty five and fifty and up is fifty percent or something like that you know what i mean like there's there's brackets there's ranges of so even if you take off taxes from like if you take like money off your 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 income like you're not reducing your tax bracket per se you're just not paying that 50 percent on the highest tax portion right no like, there's no uh, such thing as like a tax bracket so, like like you're not you're, you don't have you never have your whole salary like your 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 net percentage of taxes yes will go down 
because you're paying less of that high percentage, right? You're, you're over 50,000 plus is being reduced. Your highest tax bracket, the 50% or 45% tax bracket is being reduced. And that will probably filter into the next one as well. Uh, into the next tax bracket, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. So yeah. So you save on the the, the highest. That's still amazing, man. Forty grand off of off your taxes. That's pretty much, you know what I mean. For for the average person, that's almost no taxes that year. <laughs> exactly, which is really cool. And you're like, oh, I just bought a car, and well, I saved taxes on that year, which is pretty cool. And um, I'm I'm gonna look into it a little bit more because. I am buying the vehicle, but I'm buying it over like a financed period. I'm wondering if it can affect each year during that, that I'm paying it off. Hmm. Interesting. So instead like of being over say, 50,000, yeah. yeah, instead of being 50,000 in one year, then, oh, is it going to be, let's say, 12,000 a year for the time that I'm paying off the vehicle? That I have to look into. Please let me know that. Let me know that because if that's the case, that's even more interesting for me as well. I'd love to know that. Yeah. But do we have the infrastructure necessary to be able to really have an electric vehicle? You can plug it in at home if you want. It just doesn't charge as quickly as one of those superchargers. Okay. Like if and you're, if if you're you want, stuck like... and you need gas, you know what I mean? You can always stop and get gas. I've, I've done that before. Is it just that, yeah, I guess you just have to change your habits and always, always, always plug in your vehicle? That can't be good for the battery if you're plugging in your vehicle. You, you should let it drain, typically, no? Or is um, that like an archaic battery uh, technology? That's a, a bit older of a battery technology. Hmm. Okay, Sam, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she was, she's like jumping into my hands and then like, I don't know. She wants attention. Cats, man. What yeah. do you do? She's a nice cat, though. So, so, how does it work, though? I mean, you would have to. Would you? you would you typically keep it plugged in all the time? Um. So I I would probably only charge it because so it charges faster the lower the battery gets because it's like up to what is it about 80 percent battery uh, it'll charge super fast and then that last 20 percent is always kind of what what is what takes longer yep um so i'd probably you know charge it once i get down to 25 percent, so it charges quicker and with uh the way things are like i won't be driving too too often um mm. i might even look into um putting my car like up for kind of like re renting it out type of thing really on a, on a program like Turo or something like that hmm. so other people could borrow my car essentially and then i'd get some money for it uh and then because i'd probably go into work maybe once a week and when i do that what i'll do is i'll probably go to like the discount who where they have chargers plug in my car go to work come back it's fully charged and that'll be my fill up for the week and why are you saying work once a week 
because you're foreseeing going back to work and only having to go in one day a week yeah yeah okay. my, that's uh, like that's like your, your are you going are you going in right now or are you still fully at home so i'm i'm at home uh it's a really by by volunteer basis type of thing but our company is looking at um at being you know it's worked for the past five months why do we need to change anything if people don't want to go in they don't have to yeah so and i like the me, fact i like the fact that companies are leading into that that's good yeah me i i actually don't mind going into work in a way it it can refocus me because i at home like i can have multiple distractions right whereas at mm-hmm. work it's you're pretty focused onto working uh, almost exclusively. And I find doing it once a week, it, you know, my office is super bright. It's really nice. It's downtown. What I do is I end up going, but I also like, oh, okay, I'll go to work and then I will uh, do errands that are in the area or on the way back, I'll stop by Costco. and You know, it'll, it'll be part of my routine. Hmm. Interesting. And your your biggest distraction at home is what? At this point, Sam? <laughs> well, Sam, Sam is one of them. Yeah, or jumping on the computer, you know, cat things. Um, but when my uh, my roommate's daughters are here, you know, I uh, I sit in front of a computer all day, right? So they're like, oh, yeah. you're not really working. And they're six and nine. So it's like, I'm, I'm working. I'm on the computer, though. So it, no, I'm not lifting boxes and bringing them around or cutting the lawn or anything but i spreadsheets are a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> do you do vba like Sorry? visual basic do, 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 do you do any uh, visual basic in your spreadsheets no not like even macros and stuff okay nope it's it's me it's more for uh because we do online survey stuff it's data just looking at raw data and then sometimes sometimes you know using because because we have other online tools that kind of separate all the data and make nice charts and graphs so we we use those tools online nice yeah yeah most of work uh, nowadays office work is excel the occasional power occasional powerpoint which i find is a very very good tool that's underused a lot it's pretty much uh <laughs> of everything kind of yeah. kind of sad though you kind of kind of wish sometimes that, like you'd be in front of your computer and somebody would kind of off and be like hey by the way we really need you to lift a sack of potatoes and carry it over there i'd be the first person to like put down my mouse and say yes <laughs> give it to me i'll Can carry I... it i'll carry it. physical labor please <laughs> it'll be yeah. my workout <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, the grass is greener, right? Because then you'd start doing it, and you'd be like, "Okay, I'm tired of you know carrying around these like you know 80 pound bricks and whatnot all day and hurting my back and working in the beating sun, and I'd like to just sit in front of a computer and drink a uh, iced coffee." <laughs> you know, well, it's, uh... in a way, it's it's, it's why I, I like doing renovations and stuff too, and woodworking. It's it, sometimes nothing really beats putting something together, seeing it. And you know, like I did that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yep, I agree. 
it's fun to do that. I, I find I'm, I've, I've been more interested in, I guess, pursuits of the mind lately, more than pursuits of the, uh, of, of, I guess, building. You know, like uh, building with hands. I've, I've never, I've never found a good hobby to, to, you know, like a. I don't want to just start by renovating a bathroom or, you know, buying all this equipment and building a couch. But I'd like to do something with my hands like, like a, a basic thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Like a basic just. When was the last time you played with Legos? Actually, I, I played uh, Legos with uh, with Seb uh, not too long ago. We put it together. I, I built like this kind of like weird spaceship type thing uh, from it. Nice. And was that like a, a model that, that was already done and you had to follow the instructions or you just built something from nothing? I just built something from nothing, but to be quite honest, it wasn't exactly nice, sleek. That, that's it. It didn't have like a goal. There was no right answer. It was kind of like a painting in the sense of yeah. you could just, well, no, let me put it this way. It's like a, a, I don't know painting terms even wow, but uh, it's less abstract. You know what I mean? It's not just, okay, I'm just kind of putting it down, putting my feeling into it and, and going with it instead of like painting a mountainside, you know? So it wasn't building a nice couch that had a purpose. It was just, you know, it kind of looks like a spaceship. I had these kind of astronauts on it and it was fun. And then we had this dinosaur thing. So, you know what I mean? But I want something more like maybe like a model ship. Have you ever done that? Ever built like a model model ship before? Uh, kind Yeah, kind of. Uh, done a, well, so my grandfather, when I was pretty young, bought me a, um, a kind of do-it-yourself uh, toy kit. And it was with wood, and I had a bunch of woodworking tools, like a little saw, stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, I made like a race car, and it was kind of cool. And in a way, that's, that's one person I can really thank for, for getting me into woodworking and just building things constructively making things myself um so yeah it, it uh it was not what i wanted at the time because i wanted a remote controlled car but mm. you know what i built my own car yeah and that was kind of cool and then i got to paint it and you know what like you it, let me know when you said your woodworking thing and not I'd what like i to wanted come by but there i think it was uh, something i needed help you make one of those That's paddles or whatever we'll do that we'll uh cut some stuff up and build something It'll be a lot of fun when do you think you're going to be uh set up are you are you getting set up for woodworking or what are you focusing on number one sorry oh, about I that think i, I think it. i got disconnected again now i'm talking to myself well, on the off chance I don't edit this out afterwards, I guess I'll just continue here solo. Oh, like uh, Gobby might return. Gobby might not well. return. We were talking about woodworking. And uh, quite frankly, I think an interesting endeavor to, 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 to start doing. Gobby wanted to make, I guess, canoe oars to be able to, to you know, there, make, some, make them out of birch and different types and start start marketing those. If he comes back, then I guess we'll talk to him about it. And if not, then this is just going to be a, a giant edit taken out of here. And we're back with Gobby. Got disconnected again, playing with the buttons. Can't play with the buttons, Gobby. I can't Should touch happens. anything. <laughs> so pretty much we're talking about uh, like your woodworking, your other projects. When, when, uh, what's your timeline for setting up your woodworking at the place? So, um, 
let's see, I finally emptied out 80% of the stuff in the garage that I moved in there. Um, it's all slowly coming into my room. Um, so I have to kind of still organize that that 80% that's in my room. But the good news is the garage seems like it'll be uh, pretty much set up for, for you know, tools and access so i can start woodwork again shortly hopefully next weekend and yeah i'm looking forward to building uh building a base for for my cousin and then um restoring a guitar uh and kind of heavily customizing it too so it's uh exciting Oh, it's fun stuff, man. As, as soon as it's set up, I'm uh, I, I'm there. Yeah, oh, uh, well, we're, welcome uh, to come and, and check it out. <laughs> def, I definitely will, man. Definitely will. Hate to hate hate to cut it short. It's uh, getting uh, starting to get close to two p.m. and uh, got another little appointment uh, on the agenda. All but, right. Uh, maybe let's close off with some cl- closing closing remarks, Gobby. Uh, uh, Floor is open. What's uh, what's on your heart? What's going on? What do you want to share? Um, just excitement. Uh, I'm really really happy about a my move. I got a pool. When it gets too hot, I just jump in. It's fun to do. Also, you know, let's say in my office room type of thing, it, it can get pretty warm. Uh, <laughs> even though we have some AC, it, I'm like the last room down a hallway, so I, I don't always get the the super cool air. And it's like, oh, lunchtime. All right, well, I'll grab like a quick sandwich and then jump in the pool or jump in the pool then grab a quick sandwich and hop back on at work. <laughs> or grab a sandwich, jump in the pool, and then jump out With and have another sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Or yeah, get one of those yeah. floating pools <laughs> and have sandwich in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, did you, um, have you ever taken a look at those um, straps you can get to kind of hook yourself onto the pool so you can kind of like do laps in place, like standing laps? I did not, uh, but it's like what bungee cord type of thing, so it like keeps pull, pulling you back. Something like, like that. I, honestly, I, I, a coworker of mine has something called an infinity pool, where it's just like a small, like slightly like I, I guess it's like twice the size of a bathtub, like lengthwise, and it has like waves pushing towards you. So you're, it's like pushing you as you swim. So you're kind of like swimming in place. They have the same thing with kind of like bungee cords or whatever that you kind of like, I guess you wear like a small vest or whatever. You strap it to you and it just, you just swim. And as you swim, it keeps you from going any further, I guess with some slight tension, a slight elasticity to it. Yeah. But I d- definitely, if I, if I were you, I'd take a look into it, man. It sounds like a, a fun thing. And then you never, ever really need to, you know what I mean? There's your exercise, Workout. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And swimming is a good workout because I'm not a great swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at, at some at some point, uh, when uh, when everything's back to normal and everybody's comfortable and whatever, we should uh, when you, when you come here and we record a podcast live, we should go to the gym too someday. I can get people in for free. I have free guests. You come with me and uh, come to the gym free. We can work out, uh, have a sandwich, and then uh, record a podcast. All right, that works. Are are you still doing your your seven minute? You were doing that at one point, right? Every day, like a seven minute. Uh, yeah, seven minutes. It was body called, workout. Yeah, seven minute 
they call it the seven minute workout and uh it's a lot of stuff and like back to back you have 10 seconds in between each set type of thing and it's supposed to be all right if you do this seven minutes every day like it'll it'll kick your ass for those seven minutes it's like you start doing push-ups uh sit-ups you do like tricep extensions and all you need is a wall and a chair it's it's pretty great yeah um and then you know once you're once you don't get exhausted from from one you just you start saying oh you know what i'll do seven minutes times two and then seven minutes Mm. times three and you're like in under half an hour you're doing a a nice intense workout and um yeah and in the past it's 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 worked really well for me i was able to lose some weight and you know just kind of tone up a little bit and uh, i I like it because it's it'll push your your endurance it'll bring it to the next level too like you don't necessarily need to to do strength training to to really push up your endurance usually strength training is the opposite it's you'll you'll be able to do like those strong 200 pound bench press workouts and then be like oh yeah i'll uh after you know five or ten reps or something like that you're like okay i'm i'm tired right whereas yeah you know just doing your own body weight um but doing as many as you can like 30 40 in in seven minutes uh that's it's a lot <laughs> That that was definitely look. I I got big into yoga uh, in the last couple of years. I've been doing it for a while there, but really got big into it. And I started to get that idea now of, you know, I I it's hard enough to handle my own body weight in like a good push up, let alone going and adding, you know, just sitting down and adding weight until I make it difficult. If I can't even do a proper, well postured push up, if I can't do like ten of them in a row, I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, like. Proper posture, knees not locked, back straight, everything going down, elbows at your side, real push-up. Well, guess what? Maybe I should get to use my own body first before going further, right? The problem about that, though, right, is that if you are doing it and it's difficult, it's, it's great. But weight training, right, like strength training with heavy weights is really important for your bone density growing older. Really important. Right, especially for I I think anyway I could be wrong here, but especially for men, it's very important to maintain your bone density. So I, I don't think you need to go and be a bodybuilder, but for me anyway, what I'm trying to do now is every time I go do like Zumba at the gym, my plan will be you know one day to do Zumba and then do uh, like you know weights and stuff after, you know. Yeah. Although so like I'll, I'll, your... I'll, be, I'll be I'll be honest, uh, I am going to the gym. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, Already. do you do you do um, yoga and then? And then go to the gym, like kind of like, because I know I know yoga is great for stretching as well. I I won't do yoga and then go to the gym. I might go to the gym and as part of my exercises, like maybe I'll, uh, not now but before, because I'm starting to get back to going to the gym. I would work out and in between in between sets to let my muscles rest to try to give my muscles like a muscle group five to ten minutes to rest. I would go do some stretches. I'd do some you know. Um, uh, sun salutations and squats uh you know um uh i would do uh, the warriors you know like warrior one two three stuff like that to try to just strengthen my legs and everything and then go back to doing other weights i would do that but doing a yoga class and then going to do weights i i wouldn't really do that i've done weights and then yoga but after yoga man after you do like i don't know how much you know yoga 
But at the end, you do like Shavasana, which is like corpse pose. You're pretty much, it's actually hard because you can't move, right? You can't move your muscles. You're supposed to be completely still. Even if somebody coughs and yells in the class and the phone goes off, you don't move. You stay completely still and you yeah. relax your muscles. You actually consciously try to let go. Try to, you know, your hands tense. Use your brain to release that tension in your hand. It's like an anti, <laughs> an anti yoga pose. You're trying to release all your muscles right there. So after I do that and listen to the music and I breathe and I meditate at the end of class, there's no way I want to go lift heavy weights. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like Zen. I want yeah. to just, you know, go out and hug everybody. And uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, I'm. Well, in a way, it's it's very similar to meditation. That, that's, I, I, that's, that's what you do. In it is meditation. meditation. It is. It is really. meditation, right? It's it's. But in order to meditate properly, you it, it really helps to well, unless like really advanced meditations, to, to sometimes to focus on something, and that focusing is your breath, right? It's the easiest thing to focus on. That's not anything. It's not taxes. It's not this. It's not that. It's just breathing in, out, in, hold, out, maintain it. Focus on your breathing. Feel your muscles. Focus your brain on that, right? And that's what you do in yoga. You make sure your abs are tight during it. You make sure that you're breathing well and you're focusing on, on your body and the movement and the heat in your body. And the, where's the breath going? When you breathe in, what's extending? What's tight? What's loose? Do you know what I mean? Like focusing on your body. And that's what meditation is. It's not letting your brain go and worry about the 10,000 other things it has to do, which is direction, duration, and outcome, Right. I just listened to a neurobiologist on like the Joe Rogan podcast, and that's what he was talking about. Our brain goes for direction, duration, and outcome constantly throughout the day. Boom, boom, boom. And it's during sleep that we break that cycle. Well, in meditation, you kind of get into that kind of like delta wave, whatever pattern by, by relaxing, by becoming calm and whatever, and you get that same kind of break from it. You get that break yeah. from your brain constantly going. So, yeah. But all that, all that to say, I definitely wouldn't do it after yoga. But after Zumba, I would, because Zumba for me is dancing. It's just jumping around. And when I do Zumba, I don't do Zumba like uh, small, little, whatever movements. Like when we have to go down, I do a squat. I, you know, <laughs> I jump yeah. when we're supposed to jump. My arms are flying. My body's moving. And I'm a huge uh, six foot two guy like with huge arms going in the air. But it's, it's tribal. It's primal yeah. when you're doing it because the way you move your arms and stuff, sometimes you feel like you're dancing outside by like a fire or whatever, like our ancestors used to do, like really connected. You feel you're moving. You know what I mean? And after that, yeah. then I can go lift weights because that's just like, I, I, that's just fun for it's, me. That's just cardio. Like pumping jumping fun. It's pumping yeah, you up. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. If you're, if you're constantly, if you're constantly going with mentality for anything, like working out, if you constantly have the mentality of, I am trying to do the best and most I can do right now. Given the fact that I know in 10 minutes, my most will be diminished and that's okay. I will give my most at that time. Then you're going to have one hell of a workout because when I leave, I'm, I, I'm, I'm typically like, you know, drenched. <laughs> yeah. Cause I want, I, I'm, I'm there to get that. You know what I mean? You're, you're going there to work out, work out. Well, why, why show up if you're going to, that's how I used to work out in high school. I'm huh? like Seb and I in high school and I was really trying to lose weight and whatever. And my mom got me into Nautilus. We were going and eating, we, we used to go and eat like junior um, Burger King burgers at Burger King right next to Nautilus before going, which is the stupidest thing in the world. Let's go eat two and two or three hamburgers and go work out. But um, <laughs> I know that's terrible. Well, um, I was going to say, as much as that sounds bad, 
when I, I know when I was playing football and stuff, it's yeah, you know, we'd work, we'd uh, for for junior man, it's all right, four pl- practices a week, then another one on the weekend, um, and, and usually it's a, a light one right before the game or something like that, but uh, yeah, it was just you could eat whatever the hell you wanted, it didn't matter, <laughs> you were gonna mm. lean up, that's for sure. Well, that's yeah, exactly. But that's that's given like that. That's an intense workout. You know what I mean? And back then, back then, that's not how we worked out. Back then, when I used to work out, and I see a lot of people doing it, I see people by like the machines just chatting. You know what I mean? Like they're there, they lift a couple of weights, they're talking to their friend, chat, chat, chat for like five, ten minutes. That's what I used to do. I, like I'd be sitting in a machine at one point talking to a friend more than I'd be working out. Like why? Like yeah. let's just go out for coffee. <laughs> let's go out for coffee right now. Let's work out. Let's let's push our bodies let's really be pushing it and focus on trying to do a little bit more all so all all that coming back on my i guess my original question that i i'd want to get to are are you working out these days or not really on the spot there but (laughs) no i am not i care Um, about i care about you buddy i care about you buddy i'm not saying this any particular reason it's just (laughs) it's very important to stay active very important and during COVID and everything it's so easy to to just not you know what i mean yeah uh and but i I mean there's a few things that are because so i love biking i hate running for now Mm. as much as i don't like running if i'm playing a sport and just running back and forth like soccer or something, I don't count that as running. I'm not bored. Um, mm, yeah. I, I get bored just running. So it, it's weird. It's like, oh, just put a ball in front of me and I'll run all day, no problem. But let's go for a jog. Meh. <laughs> mm. I see so, what you mean. I, I mean, I like, I like going for a nice long walk, but a jog, it's hard in the knees too really brutal if you don't have good shoes for a for a jog so you prefer biking over over jogging so are are you oh yeah i'll i'll I'll, but you think about i mean i i sold my bike this summer because well i was at the uh the apartment and stuff and just i i didn't have too much time i'm like i'll do something else but i i really really miss biking um looking to get a bike that you know, I wouldn't mind biking from Varen to, to Brassard and so not a speed bike. <laughs> <laughs> because you used to that... do that, right? You used to bike around and, and work out in the oh sorry, uh, I think we had a little bit of a, a lag there. Go ahead. Yeah, uh just biking along the, the St. Lawrence, the, the super nice bike path. You can go from Varen all the way to Brassard and even all the way down to Candiac. Um, and apparently it'll take four. It says, according to Google Maps, it's 45 minutes, but usually I'm a bit quicker than that. <laughs> but that would be a great uh, a great kind of warm-up. And then we can go to the gym, do the weights, and... Ah, that's that's a good, that's a good plan, man. Let's set that up one day. Because usually on Saturdays, uh, I have Zumba at 10. So if we kind of like timed it-ish, we met after that, I'd be warmed up from Zumba. You'd be warmed up for the bike ride. We do some weights, grab some food, do a podcast, play some smash, have some drinks, have a good time. That sounds good to me. 
but then I have to bike back, so not too many drinks. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe maybe you crash that night and bike back the next morning. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I think either, either way, too, you might be a little bit tired from biking here, you know what I mean, working out, staying for a while. I don't know, maybe not. Is it lit? Can you bike there at night? Can you bike there at like 9, 10 o'clock? Well, it's a, it's a bike path along the water. The only the only my only issue with that at night, uh, I have like little lights and like a, a front light on my bike or used to, but I have to buy a new bike. Um, but I have the lights for it, so that won't be an issue doing the bike path. The problem is the bugs, and along the water, they're they can get pretty brutal. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know what? Especially with, shad, with shad fly never... season, you get like a thousand. Sorry? Yeah, I was going to say, but with COVID now, uh, you know, I'll just get a face shield. Yeah, good point. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be covered in bug splatter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, need, I'll need windshield wipers on that thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can, you know those like beer helmets type thing? You can have yeah. one to like wash it, and the other one with hand sanitizer because of COVID, just to like stay safe and everything. Not bad. Pretty good idea. I'll I'll, uh, I'll get you one if I see a good uh, one of those good uh, beer hats there. Oh God, I'd love to <laughs> no, see I, that. I, driving 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 down Tashra with a a beer helmet full of hand sanitizer, water, and a face shield, <laughs> going full blast through the bugs. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, no, I w- I wouldn't do the the hand sanitizer on the head. What if, what if it leaks into my eye? You know how painful that would be. Come on, Gobby, it'll toughen you up. <laughs> yeah, but biking requires me to see where I'm going usually. <laughs> well, you know, at that point, actually, I, I take it back because I think soap is actually better than hand sanitizer anyway for washing it. Yes, yeah. right. Like washing hands with soap is always going to be better. A lot of soap and water. So at that point, you just have like soapy water in one and and water in the other, and you wipe off your your face shield. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I can't wait to see you uh, the the next time you come over uh, full of bugs. I'll have some uh, spare clothes and everything for you to change into. I was like, yeah, I'll just I'll get to your place. Shower. Well, we'll work out then. I'll shower because I'm not going to shower then work out then shower again. <laughs> oh, so I'll no, just be full never. of bugs at the gym. <laughs> Ooh, do you do you want to go really hardcore? Maybe. After the after the after the workout, we can take or if you well not not together. We we'll take a shower here, but uh, we'll take a cold shower too. Uh, I don't. I, that's what I usually do. Like, like ice cold, like fully cold. Yeah, with a little bit of heat, just to you know. Depends on. The, it also depends how cold your water gets, because I know here it, it can get pretty cool, but if the hose is on, then it's it's warm. Yeah, over 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 here, it's pretty. Uh, it gets pretty cold. If I put on full cold, it's pretty cold. I guess it depends on the day too, right? It always depends. Like middle of winter is gonna. I that's the only the only thing. But one of the things I love the most about winter in Canada. Is when it's, it's winter super time. cold water. You get super cold water out of the tap. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so nice. Oh my god, yeah. But no, good. We'll do. We'll do it then. I'm telling you, it's going to be nice and cold. The uh, stuff, I, but I like doing that. It really helps you focus. And uh, what's good because I think it's good for your cold shock proteins in your body. But at the same time, it's also just good because 
it, it helps you focus, you know, if you can, if you can get through a really cold shower without like yelling out or going Ooh, and whatever, and just really hyper-focused through it, man, that really awakens something inside the body. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's something like, what is it? Went to a, a spa with like my sisters and my mom once and uh, you know, like a lot of hot rooms, like eucalyptus spa, um, sauna type of thing. And then they have like a place where you can go and either just take like a cold shower or they even have like a, a cold pool, like pretty chilly. But I'm there, I'm like, I see everyone kind of like jump in and then run up the stairs. I'm there, I'm like, I jump in, I stay in for like 10, 15, 20 seconds. I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> and I like slowly get out. Oh. like, all right. I, I, I love the cold. Oh, almost makes me want to start like a little polar bear club or something. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know if I could do it like, well, in middle of winter, you can't really even go into the St. Lawrence anyway. But you know what I mean? Like November in the water around here has got to be pretty damn cold. I, I don't know if I'd want to go in the St. Lawrence, though. Um, well, maybe not this. I, 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 is it that bad still, St. Lawrence? Is there another body of water around here? I was going to say really that yet. you can, that you, like, usually if you fall into the St. Lawrence in the middle of winter, it's not a good thing because it's usually covered in ice. <laughs> so, and then there's a current. So you fall in and then you push a little bit. Oh, <laughs> your hole. That's it. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, whatever. There has to be, there has to be somewhere. Uh... But I know, what you, I, anyway, I know, I, I know what you mean, though. I like those uh, at Sky Spawn Brosser, they have that too. They have like this giant hot tub on the roof and then you can get out of there and go into this cold pool that has like a cold waterfall falling on you as well. Then you can go back into the hot, the, the hot one as well. It's really, uh, really nice. Yeah. Hey, Gabi, right. like I said, uh, it's coming out up on, uh, on two o'clock. So let's uh, wrap it up. It was great talking to you again. Uh, always a fun time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll get together hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Uh, You, you gotta come for a swim, Sounds you good. and Andrea, and the puppies. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get that we'll get that going. Let's find a time. We also have to go try to find a time for the uh, rafting as well. Does it have Remember the rafting? To, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you said it, it's a mix of rafting. I was like, is it whitewater rafting? I love whitewater rafting. <laughs> I don't think it's whitewater rafting. I can send you a link to it, but like I said, we already paid. So, you know, if if you want to come. Be my guest. Just if you tell me what days or times or whatever could work for you, maybe there's even a day you could take off or whatever if you're interested in doing that. But and yeah, any days I, or I times think during the that week would be for great. You. Oh yeah, you, you you okay? Good. If you're open to taking a day off during the week, that's the thing too. Like that would be the most fantastic thing because it's going to be more quiet, easier to book. So okay. Yeah, just uh, good. I, well, I might well, have to give well, it like two weeks ahead of time or something, but no problem. All right, cool. So let's uh, let's think about it. And uh, thanks again for uh, for uh, for showing up, Gobby. Always a pleasure. Take care, everybody. Anytime, Derek.